welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the final, as we know it, edition of the School Last Podcast, episode number 255, The End of an Era. Hey, uh, as you know from the last couple podcasts, been trying to wind things down here, headed into 2022, and this seemed like a good time to do it. Have a lot of things coming up on my plate next year that need my full attention, some things that I just simply cannot uh, have any distractions from doing to take care of, and to do that, I wanted to lighten my load a little bit, and not that this podcast is a heavy load, but it is, a you know, 12... 12 or 13 hours a month probably that I should be allocating to other things moving forward. And that's what I'm going to do. I thought though today I'd just take a few seconds to kind of go through the thoughts in my head as I wind things down and give you some challenges moving forward because that's what the podcast is really all about. Getting you to where you need to be, get your jokes off the page and onto the stage, get your career to the next level. And in that sense, I'll still be offering the online classes that are uh, completely online I may offer some live virtual ones going forward, but right now you can still find those classes at schooloflaughs.com. You click on the next classes link and you'll see all the offerings that are available right there. Of those classes, there's the writing class where we take all of your jokes, add techniques to them. If you don't have any jokes and you're starting from scratch, we generate jokes, they're joke generators, and then add techniques to them. And there's also a a masterlaughterclass.com where if you're a speaker, teacher, trainer, or preacher, we can make your sermons, your messages, your speeches more fun, more engaging so people can listen to it longer and get your message quicker. So what should you do moving forward now that the podcast is winding down? Well, the first thing I think you should do is actually what I'm doing here today is, is make sure there's not some clutter, some things going on that are taking up your brain power, your physical energy your resources, your time, your time away from your family that you don't need to be doing. That way you can focus that on your career and back on your family. Um, There's tons of stuff. You know, the end of the year is kind of a time where in my house, uh, everything slows down for two weeks. My wife also has the last week of the year off of her work, which is entertainment related. So we finally get a chance just to sit down for a little bit. And then we notice all the clutter that's around us. And we I think we took nine bags of clothes to Goodwill along with toys and other things that we have, didn't really need, weren't using, thought somebody else could use them better. And then obviously if Goodwill can sell it and they can continue their good cause, well, all the better for it. So what is it on your plate that you look at every week or every month and you're like, I got to do this again? Or, oh man, I don't have enough time to do that the way I want to. That's probably an indicator of where you're spending unnecessary time. I'm not the best at farming things out, hiring people to do other things for me. I've tried it a few times. Sometimes it's worked. Sometimes it hasn't. Just had a conversation about that last week, actually. But, you know, if you can get it off your plate and the resources it takes you to pay somebody else to do those things is less than what you could generate with that time, then you probably should move it off. And absolutely uh, try multiple people, multiple angles of doing that. You may not get it right on the first try, so uh, you know anticipate that as you move things off your plate and look for people to hire 
You can get on Upwork. Uh, you can just Google virtual assistants and see tons of people. For short projects, you can jump on Fiverr. Some things that I've learned over the years just to to really partner with other people to get going are video editing and new CD creation. The last couple of CDs I brought on a team of people to help me with, and man, it makes it a lot easier when I can just focus on being funny and getting people to the event itself and let them do all the mixing and all the production and all the marketing and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I have learned that lesson over the years, but can always look for more ways to do that for sure. So ask yourself, what is taking too much of my time away from the things I want to be doing correctly? Another thing to think about as you move forward in this new year is, are there things I've never done, I've never had to conquer before, that I would like to conquer this year that I need to clean some stuff off my schedule in order to do? You know, funny thing about last year, you've heard me talk about riding my bike a lot. And man, I like doing that. It's a very time-consuming activity. You just can't click your fingers and, and do 15, 20 miles. you got to set aside an hour to do that. Um, and then you got to get to where you're riding and coming back and things like that. Anyway, I like doing that. So I'm going to carve out more time to be outside. I think it's one of the things that have kept has kept me sane over these unpredictable last couple of years. It's definitely got me some vitamin D, some sunshines. And uh, I think I've eaten healthier just knowing that I can't put junk in the fuel tank and go ride for 50 or 100 miles. You really got to start eating better. And, uh, of course, that's on my plate uh, actual plate this year <laughs> to eat better as well. But, you know, I wanted to clear some, some time to do that. Uh, also, I enjoy hanging out with my family. I got kids now that are 15 and nine, and it's really hitting me in, in the head that they're not going to be around here in the house uh, for too much longer in the grand scheme of things. So I want to make time to hang out with them and my wife and just spend more time uh, just doing family things, making those memories grabbing some photos of those things so I can remember them when my memory goes, all that kind of stuff. So it's not necessarily all work-related that I'm uh, trying to tackle in the new year, but there's definitely family time I want to create. And uh, that's another reason I'm, I'm clearing some things. The podcast is just one of many things. By the way, I'm clearing off my plate. Um, there's other things as well, but this was one that I knew I could look at it and see 12, 13 hours. Well, boom, let's, let's move this on out of the way. I kind of felt like we've talked about about everything you can possibly talk about in comedy. There's always new people to talk to in new situations for sure. But if you're trying to learn comedy, and that's what the core of this podcast was meant to be when I started, we've covered everything from stage fright to writing jokes to editing to getting the gigs, all the kind of stuff. You search the School of Laughs website, hit that little magnifying glass, and hit the podcast page. You'll find an answer. You'll probably find 10 episodes. You know, people always ask, is it too late to start comedy? What if you started in your 50s or 60s? We've covered those, you know. Is it too early to do things? We've covered those podcasts. So um, that's another thing. I, th I think we've kind of covered it. Uh, the joy really for me in the podcast is talking to my buddies and uh, making new friends as we uh, crank out new episodes. But in reality... I think there's enough podcasts out there now that you can find answers here on the School of Last, but also get multiple takes. You know, go listen to Joel Byers' Hot Breath podcast if you haven't done that. Um, if you're not sure who he is, search the School of Last episodes with Joel, then I think you'll find that he's like-minded in a lot of ways with the way I go about stuff. A little newer in the game, but not brand new. He's been at it for seven to ten years probably now. So he's got some solid advice. Great guests. Um, and he's actively gigging in the club. So if you're in the club circuit, 
He's got a pulse on that that I don't have. I'm more in the uh, corporate fundraiser, private engagement niche, which is great for me, but maybe uh, doesn't lend the best information for you guys if you're in the club circuit. So Joe's got a good podcast. Uh, You'll hear some people on the exit of this podcast, by the way, wishing me well, and uh, they'll mention their podcast. Uh, There's a ton of them out there. I'll listen to as many as I can in the show notes of School of Last, but there's a lot. When I first started in 2014, uh, Mark Maron had his big podcast and Joe Rogan had his thing going, but nobody was really talking about how do you actually write comedy. And so I think I filled that niche uh, successfully for several years, but now there's plenty of people. Everybody and their brother can podcast from their phone and stuff now, so I don't need to be the uh, sole source or shouldn't be the sole source anyway for all of your advice. So I think there's multiple avenues for you to get that out there. So, And that might be something you want to do in the new year, start a podcast. Why not? I mean, if you're actively gigging and you want people to know where you're at and you've got fans that really want to find it out, do your own show. I mean, you can see that there's a ton of comics that have their own. And uh, the other thing a podcast does for you, too, I think, and it's worth mentioning, is it prepares you to be good on the microphone in interviews, whether that's interviews for a show coming up or it could be the radio. You know, I used to do a ton of radio back in the day, still do some, but knowing how to get to your point quickly with a laugh, that's important. You can learn that by doing a podcast. So you might clean some stuff off your schedule and realize, hey, I got time to do a podcast. I was cleaning stuff off my schedule and thought, ooh, I probably don't at this time. And last but not least on this episode, giving you something to think about moving forward is your five-year plan. You know, we talk about our goals tracker for the next year, but I really haven't got into the five- and ten-year plan with a lot of uh, podcast guests or even episodes, so we can talk about that for a second. Um, Many things in comedy completely out of your hands. If you've done it for any length of time, you realize that, man, you you probably thought it would got further, quicker, and you've been bigger, faster than things actually move in the comedy world. On occasion, you get some lucky breaks and things fast forward for sure. But the comics that I know, that I like, that I respect, typically have gone through the grind over time. And, you know, without having that five-year, ten-year goal to set your eyes on, you probably won't reach any of it. So what is your five-year plan? You know, if you're emceeing right now and you just started emceeing then i would imagine you want to be featuring at the end of that five years and maybe even headlining some smaller gigs if you're featuring now you might want to be moving into headlining within five years hopefully Uh, there's things like that to consider but also will you be financially secure in five years if you're not right now will this still be a hobby in five years if so uh, i don't think you want to like have the same expectations as somebody who's going full-time. But I think you should still approach your writing as if you would want to go full-time. I think you want to write as much as you can because that's really the core of everything. All my lucky breaks, if you want to call them that, or all my opportunities, uh, when I opened the door, when the opportunity knocked because I was home, have kind of been based on my writing. Uh, And that is surprising to me in some ways, but that's the comment I get the most. Well, we knew you wrote this, so we brought you over here to write this, or... We saw you write those sketches and act in them, and we thought you could act in our thing because we saw how you acted in those things. Um, And it honestly took a few other comics to point out, man, you're a solid writer. Even though I taught it, I'm in my own bubble doing things, so it seems like a slow grind to me. But the people I cross paths with once or twice a year like, whoa, man, it's a whole new five, ten minutes you did there. And that's good to have those people kind of remind you of that. So what if your five-year plan is to go full-time, then you need to start looking at the resources you have available now to you. And will those resources increase as you 
get ready to hit the road or will they be drained? And by resources, it could be everything from do you have a solid car that will get you from point A to point B? Do you have a solid family so that if you leave for a week or a couple of weeks or if you're gone for three weeks, you, they're not going to fall apart when you leave? You want to make sure your home and house is in order. Um, and we could also talk spirituality for sure, too. You know, I know that I'm solid with God and Jesus, and I want to make sure I'm I'm doing those things correctly and representing Him well and leading others to Him. And if I'm not, then it's probably my goal and not His goal that I'm focused on. And I think your goal, if you're a Christian, should always align, obviously, with God and, and spreading the Word of Jesus. So I want to make sure that what I'm doing going forward is is aligned in that way. And that gives me comfort and peace when things are slow because I just know that there's other plans of brewing and that I need to be quiet and hear that still soft voice and uh, listen to what the plans are. And so those are just a couple of things to think about as we fade this podcast out. You know, I I will pop back in a few times, I believe, with some uh, new episodes. Not sure if I'm going to maybe hit the rerun circuit to keep the podcast RSS feed alive. have to do a little bit of research on that still. But at least for the foreseeable future, next three or four months, this is probably going to be the last live check-in that's not uh, just a quick intro to a previous episode. So with that in mind, thank you for listening to the 255th and final As We Know It episode of the School of Last podcast. On the way out, we're going to hear a couple of uh, recorded messages from a few listeners, and I'd also like to read a couple uh, before we all step away. Brian Kohatsu writes, Rick, you have the only podcast that I look forward to listening to, informative, funny, and all the Rick Roberts you want. I will greatly miss the show and hearing your valuable advice, stories from the road, and variety of guests that you have on with amazing insight. Yes, indeed, and into an era. Hopefully you'll bring it back at some point and be like to curb your enthusiasm of podcast. Hey, you never know there, Brian. And thanks for the message, bud. From a buddy, Chester Goad. Hey, Rick, if it weren't for the podcasting, we would have never met. If it weren't for your podcasting classes, I would have never had the nerve to pursue stand-up. I put it all the way off way too long, but the classes, the podcast, etc., and especially you, helped me make up for lost time and gain ground quickly. Hey, Chester, thanks a lot, and always good to see your progress. And I do those coaching calls with you. I'm excited to see what you've got going ahead. From Darren Below out there in Wyoming and Casper. Hey, Rick, I got your email about the School of Last podcast meeting. I wanted to say thank you so much for all the episodes you did. I used the lessons that I learned from you on the podcast on a daily basis. From your contract to how to dress to how I conduct myself on and off stage. I am probably just an average comedian, but I make sure that I'm the most professional, most accommodating, and most likable comedian to my clients. That is all because of the lessons I learned on the School of Last podcast. Hey, Darren, uh, thank you very much for that kind note, and best of luck to you in this new year, and uh, best of luck with you and your health. I know you had the, the battle a while back, and you persevered that, so I'm excited to see what you've got on the horizon. Hey, Rick, Brian Bates here. Just wanted to say thank you for all the years of the School of Laughs podcast. I love it. It's my favorite podcast next to my own. And uh, I never miss an episode. Listen every time. Listen as soon as they come out. I'm just a couple behind right now, but I'll catch up. Love that Gavin. Gavin's great. As long as he never leaves, uh, the podcast will, will be wonderful. 
Um, but all seriousness, the podcast is so great, and I really have listened to every episode as soon as they come out. And thank you so much. I love it. My favorite ones are probably the ones that I was on. I feel like I learned the most from those. But they've all been great, and I'll be going back and listening to old episodes for years to come. Thank you. Hi, Rick Roberts. This is Michelle Van Dusen. And hey, this is June Colson. And as co-host of the Laugh Support Podcast, the two of us wanted to just reach out and say congratulations on such a long and successful run of the School of Laughs podcast. It was our absolute honor to have you on one of our recent episodes and wanted to thank you for all you have done for the comedy community and comedians like us. That's right, Rick. We are definitely going to miss your podcast, but we know that the quality work and the positive energy that you brought to the podcast will just be transferred to another amazing project, and we are excited to see what that is. So congratulations, Rick Roberts. Congratulations, Rick. We love you. All right, that's going to do it. Stay safe out there, everybody, and stay funny. Now don't go calling me a jerk Cause my nine kids need dinner work And I spent the toothbrush money to buy a boat See when their teeth have fallen out That's less to clean and less to crown And I'll use that cash to buy a truck to tow it Priorities, who needs it? Priorities, who cares? Sure I've got kids with rotten but we spend our days on water skates Now move along, it's time for me to float We need a new roof and the ceiling's leaking So I headed off to Vegas for the weekend Gotta spend a little dough to make that bread but Lady Luck wasn't on my side I lost a thousand bucks in my Packer Pride With Aaron Rodgers couldn't cover the spread Priorities, who needs them? Priorities, who cares? That game plan had more holes in our roof And Rodgers got stopped by Indomitus Who when the raindrops keep falling on our head I know I should take better care of myself Exercise and watch my health But I eat a pound of bacon and lobster every day The doctor said I should ride a bike And I told him what I'd like Is a five-pound burger from the Heart Attack Cafe Priorities, who needs them? Priorities, who cares? As a burger-triggered cardiac arrest I canceled plans for Lobster Fest And hit it off to open heart surgery